Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tooth Doctor Podcast, the show where I talk to people from around the world in different healthcare professions. I'm your host, Dr. Dylan, a general dentist based in Ontario, Canada. For anyone new to the show, the format is pretty simple. My guests will be sharing up to five moments of their life thus far that they think help shape them into who they are today. It can be lighthearted, serious, important, or just a funny story. I love hearing all about one's personal side. Joining me for today's episode is the great Whitney DeFogio. Thank you so much for being on the show. You could go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you for having me. Yes, my name is Whitney and I'm a dental hygienist and I'm happy to be here. Awesome. That's great. Okay, so might as well just start the show then. Uh, like, yeah. what, Let's get into it then. Uh, so what, yeah. what is your first moment? Sure, my first moment. Okay, before I say my first moment, I should say I'm a dental hygienist too also... I work clinically in the op chair side, and I also have a YouTube channel. That's where like all my social media started was YouTube. And, um, you know, then I got into all the other social media, but um, yeah, so I'm all about dental health chair side as well as online. So having said that, <laughs> my first experience or memory as a kid definitely relates to dental because I thought I wanted to be a dentist my whole life. And this stemmed from going to the dentist as a child, like, you know, five years old. I don't know. I was very young. Um, went to the dentist and she was just so cool. I don't even know. How... Yeah. <laughs> I just liked her. Right. Like I was like, this is a cool person. I like this lady. Like I didn't even, and like, I was so excited to go to the dentist just to talk to her. She was so spunky. She was younger, new, right out of dental school. Right. Um, my mom picked a good one for me because it shaped everything that I, who I am now. Um, she was just fun and I wanted to see her. Um, and I always said, I want to be a dentist just like her when I grow up. And I had like no idea what that was entailed. Right. And not to mention, I'm not a dentist. So there's a lot that goes, in. but long story short, love dentistry because of her. Then as I grew up, got older, um, went to college was still like, you know what? I'm pretty good at science. Like maybe I'm going to do this. Right. And uh, so I went to, I did my undergrad biology and chemistry. I was pre-dental. Uh, and then I started shadowing, like, you know, the real, like, I was like, I'm doing this. I love her. I want to be just like her. And I started shadowing. And that's when the observation hours and stuff of pre-dental club. And that's when I was like, always noticing myself turning to the hygienist. I was like watching what the hygienist, like dentistry is awesome and fascinating, but like, I just was like, wait a second, what's that person doing over there? <laughs> I was so, and I was deep. I was, I mean, not very deep, but pretty deep. My whole undergraduate career was dental. Long story short, yet again, I was like panicking. Do I want to be a dentist? Wait a second. Like I kind of, the prevention of dental hygiene, I started watching more. I love the preventative aspect. Restoration, like restorative is so cool. I love how you could fix teeth in dentistry, but how you could prevent teeth from needing to be fixed. I was like, wait a second, everybody, hold on. So I just decided not to apply to dental school because I was panicking. I was like, I don't know what I want. I was thinking, you know what? Let's just go to dental. I'm going to apply to dental hygiene school do that and then see if I like it. I, like in my mind, I still thought I'd go to dental school after dental hygiene school. I just want to make sure I didn't, you know, make their, I was like, let's just see what dental hygiene school is like. Long story short for the third time. <laughs> then finally, I keep saying long story short, but um, yeah, fell in love with dental hygiene. I, I never, never turned back. I was like, you know what? This is a lot of people ask me, will you ever go back to be a dentist? And no, I, you know, if anything, I'd be a periodontist because I love the gums. I love Like, I don't, you know what I mean? That's all I would want to do is gum surgery. I, if I was going to be a dentist. So no, I'm so happy with dental hygiene and it's, uh, yeah. So anything, what shaped me being a dental hygienist? 
from a long strand of events really started with my dentist just being a cool person. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I feel like I've, I've got a few takeaways from that. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like a lot of these dentists, they don't realize how important like a figure that, that we can be to some people. Like it's similar mm-hmm. to me, like my dentist is, I wouldn't say he's the main, the complete reason I'm, I went into dentistry, but a very large part of like into that. Cause I was like, these guys are so cool. Like they, they don't even like have to act like they're cool. They just, they, they, they come in, they're so friendly and they just have that personality. Like that, not many people have that. Like not people can just walk into a room and then you feel like, oh, they have my full attention. Like I'm the most important room person in the room to these guys right at this moment it's very hard to kind of get that feeling from somebody for some reason my dentist had that and I always enjoyed going there it's so weird right you're just going for like something very basic like a checkup or you know Uh something for the longest time that's what I thought dentists do because I would go to the hygienist for a cleaning they would pop in for a couple minutes check yep no cavities you're good and then you just start talking to them about personal stuff I feel like at the beginning all they would talk to my dentist about was like oh like stuff that was going on in my life and they would listen and that was something Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed about going to the dentist and then I was like okay if I could do that for my career um that would be cool as like a young kid as well but then another thing that's interesting with your story is how you thought you were going one way and then it kind of turned into something else you know like a lot of people like I think the problem is some people have so much tunnel vision that they don't really look Mm -hmm. at other things they want something so badly but they don't have an open mind and see what else is out there I say this a lot Mm -hmm. about even people in dentistry and dental school they have a specialty in mind and they don't even look at what else is out there mm-hmm. and then and they have no clue what you know literally what other specialties there are until they're actually and I always tell people if you're looking say they want to do orthodontics or something look at the other specialties see what else is out there don't say I'm going to be an orthodontist right the second until you've done the whole like rotations and you've done everything it's the same thing with like this as well right people in medicine like a good example is a lot of people think I'm going to be a doctor and all this stuff and then they go shadow and then they realize like, nah, this is not for me. But at least they took that step rather than I'm gonna go all in and just pick this <laughs> and like, let's just hope it works out for the best. Cause not everybody enjoys what they do. And it, it sucks when that happens because mm-hmm. they didn't take enough time to like, you know, do all of that. But uh, yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm glad that you figured out what you want to do. So you figured out what you wanted to do early on and not like something that, oh, I did something. Oh, it's, this is not actually for me and everything. Oh, and then the, my third takeaway is how you said prevention. One, I'm not saying this is my catchphrase, but I think like, Prevention is one of the best treatments out there because it's so underrated. I don't want to have to drill your teeth. I don't want to have to do that. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. last resort. Even if we can apply topical or something, that's a much better Mm -hmm. treatment option for me rather than having to do that. If we can just educate people, you know, educate people about, I don't know, like frequency of like when you're eating like sugar or whatever it is, or going to your dentist or your hygienist for regular cleanings. I think the yeah. one thing that we kind of find a lot is people just don't know how often they're supposed to go for checkups mm-hmm. or go to their hygienist for cleanings. And a lot of that time, we could prevent a lot of disease in that time. We're keeping a regular check on things, whether it's perio or just a cavity, right? Like we, you know, save a lot of time and then maybe preventing a lot of fear in the dentist because I think at that mm-hmm. point, people are afraid of the whole, like the needles and all that kind of stuff, right? But if we can prevent that, that's huge for us, you know? So no, mm-hmm. that, that's a great first moment and that's so much to take away from just that so that's great um, what you just said though I love it I'm so happy to hear that we're both very passionate about what we do right like listening to you right now I was like yes he loves dental as well like we are team dental here <laughs> because it's true like it's so important like it's so so many people don't love what they do and and it, you know we're really really lucky to really kind of like what we do at least a little bit right I love what I do so I'm really really lucky but yeah, I think that's a big, like you said too, that how um, 
patients like get to talk one-on-one -on -one with their dental team, maybe even more than some other medical appointments, right? Like I feel that like we get to spend a lot more time with our patients than, yeah. you know, some other type of checkups at, at doctor appointments and stuff. So no, everything you said, I loved it. Thank you. No, I, we, we obviously love what we do. We wouldn't be on a podcast mm -hmm. talking about <laughs> right now in our spare time, right? So exactly. we obviously exactly. love our dentistry and stuff. <laughs> um, so Whitney, what's your second moment? Okay, so they're not totally in order because I feel like they all jive into one in a sense. And But I think what I was going to say is uh, acting. So, okay, I was in plays as a kid. I was in theater. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, not more than the average kid in school. I didn't do like anything too wild, but, you know, I just was anytime there was a play, I would audition, you know, in school or this or that. Like, um, and then in high school, that's why it kind of chronologically in high school is really involved in theater. Um, and then in college, same. And then I started doing some short films and like different acting. Um, the reason I bring this up is because it has prepared me. For my current life of well I used to do a lot of speaking and so you know being comfortable doing presentations and stuff um in the dental world or not even in the dental world I used to do um speaking at different type of leadership conferences for you know students usually high school students regardless being on stage right I was prepared because I just loved acting and what's kind of fun I don't know I thought like the fun part of the story is to make it more unique <laughs> other than cool acting prepared me for speaking but really what's interesting is like I really loved playing a character and I it got me real stressed when I started doing this dental stuff and I had to like play myself I'm like wait I'm Whitney on the stage yeah. can I not be and I think that's kind of where like teeth talk girl came in that's my like Instagram handle and my YouTube channel and everything because I was like I'm gonna be teeth talk girl I, when I created that Beyonce is like Sasha Fierce was a big thing at the time and how like Beyonce would say she's Beyonce in real life and Sasha Fierce on stage yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like I, yeah I was like I need to be a character and so that's kind of my fun story oh that's so funny because yeah. it, it really ties into like because like the way I was introduced to you was from a YouTube video. I used to watch you in, in dental school I'm not I'm not joking like I oh, literally found you through dental school because sometimes I would just like look up something or whatever and then yours would be one of the top videos because you're very successful on YouTube so if nobody's you. all my listeners probably already follow you on in there in Instagram but if you're not already <laughs> you know where to find her but no you're very it's like I, I wouldn't say teeth talk girls like a like a character but like it's yeah, obviously, with me. but it's like definitely like your own yeah it's your own like kind of different version of like yourself because yeah. we're, we're not always like this like you know yeah. the way we talk and everything very yeah. you're very good at this and stuff um no that's cool that you do that you did like some acting like I feel like some people in high school because I did this too like I did like a little okay. bit of, like the like drama class like or whatever yes. credit and then I'm like I actually enjoy this like this is fun like it's all like fun. this stuff you know because some people to do it as an easy course but it's like there's actually a lot of work into it which I didn't yeah. realize you have to write yeah. the script or whatever you do you got to have the lighting the sound effects everything's yeah. got to go like right because if you mess up one little thing the thing yeah. falls apart. or like at least one thing in your mind like, is an actor or whatever I'm sure you're like a perfectionist so if like it doesn't uh. go the way you want in like your head in real yeah. time you're, you're just disappointed yourself and then like maybe the audience doesn't realize but like you're your biggest critic oh yeah so 100 we're our own worst critics i that is the most true statement <laughs> yeah yeah i feel like that probably comes the same thing with youtube and even your instagram like yeah. you can because you only do like reels or something something that can maybe take 10 or 15 seconds the amount of yeah. takes that it it's it's ridiculous my camera roll after like one reel is flooded and it's so embarrassing having to go back like oh 
no. I convey this better and I got to redo it again and then just over and over but then again like that's I guess the the acting in you or the actress in you like it kind of you know shows off and like that's good like in terms of making good content right we want to make good content and if we're not happy with it then it's not good enough and we're just going to make it good enough and like that until we're able to get to that stage best product and you know that's people people actually enjoy that when you can take the effort and you put the effort in to make the best product possible they, they appreciate it or at least I do so yes me too thank you I love when I see yeah again with the passion we're passionate about being in the dental field and then yes I'm passionate about the art of making videos right it's just fun for me and like it kind of ties into my next one so I'm almost segwaying it's segwaying into my segway. next one <laughs> but yeah so making so okay so acting in plays and doing all the theater I feel prepared me a lot for in-person events you know pr presentations all that stuff and of course it helped me on camera a little bit as well but behind the camera everyone's different some people are like a little more comfortable on camera and I feel others are more comfortable speaking in a room yeah. it, you can be both or you could be neither but I personally am very much more comfortable behind a camera than in a room of people <laughs> like yes act again just because I'm usually myself if I'm acting playing a character oh whatever I'll do what I, like I could put a wig on me I could have so much fun and not be scared but when I'm myself I am scared because I think we're human and I'm always you know a little nervous like uh oh like it's me they're judging not my character right so however with on the camera something about it is like okay the reason this all right I don't know I'm not good at like doing this segue I thought I was good at it but, <laughs> but the reason behind a camera for me is so comforting is because I there's no audio I can just be myself nobody's watching but me I'm in a room alone usually well sometimes I have someone with me now but usually I'm alone in a room or it's like me and my husband or me and my brother-in-law it's like we're just like goofing when we are making these dental videos having fun but when I was young here's how it ties in when I was young um okay so I'm 33 years old when I was young I grew up with like a camcorder like a handheld you know the old school home videos that my mom would um let me borrow you know like she'd be like yeah you could use it and I would make my own videos just the weirdest things like a day I was literally doing vlogging when I was like eight years old like a day in the life of Whitney yeah. <laughs> like I did I post it anywhere no there was nowhere to post it we yeah. didn't even have internet when I was eight barely you know so but I would just like have so much fun making these videos and where this ties into is not only did that help me be comfortable on camera you know of course but um it really helped me learn video editing so I started on Windows Media Player okay yeah I'm like I don't even know if that still exists I don't use Windows anymore Probably but does, but yeah <laughs> it, I'm sure it does some type of version the what version I was using was and um, then, you know, moved on to iMovie. And now I like Final Cut. That's the one I like. But regardless, I kind of was like self-taught. It was before you could YouTube how to do something. You know what I mean? Nowadays, when I run into something, when I'm editing, I don't know if you're into editing at all. Yeah, but yeah. when I, I this podcast and then some you're of like, I have to, right. Yeah, yeah. Final Cut and iMovie, like the ones you listed, use those. Now. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you know, when there's something you can't figure out, you're like, how do I do this transition? Or how do I, so you can just like YouTube it and someone's going to answer you very easily, right? Or like anywhere on Google. But like back then, I remember like spending hours, like my whole entire day would just be like editing a video of like the day in the life of Whitney. Today, I took my dog out. Like I scooped up her poo. <laughs> like <laughs> stupid, you know what I mean? Like, but I was like, I just like had so much fun like putting that together and how was I doing it? I don't know, but we were figuring it out on Windows Movie Maker or whatever it was. Um, 
so yeah I think that's just me being goofy my whole life this is definitely like exposing my whole but I hope that this is what this podcast is for but I'm just like telling all my yeah the combination of dentistry theater and making my silly videos definitely made me who I am with my whole teeth talk girl situation <laughs> I feel you on the movie editing because even in school like say if we had like a project or something it was yeah. never mandatory to be creative or like make a video or something. I think I like enjoy doing that. So I remember like a couple of my business courses, I like yeah. went out of my way to like edit videos. Like I remember for like one, yeah. one English class, I made like a trailer. That wasn't any requirement. I just felt like I'm going to do this for that. And then for this other business course, I made videos and it's because I just enjoyed it. And I think it's like when something becomes a hobby and you actually enjoy something, you put a lot more work into it. And then obviously the more effort and all this kind of stuff um but yeah like I, I I can totally relate to you on that one and then another good question for you are you like one of those people that like if you know somebody really well your personality it just it just explodes and like, you're able to like talk a lot but if you're you don't really know somebody as well you're kind of shy because that's the way I am like perfectly okay. if I'm like with my homies or like if I'm with like my <laughs> friends, I'm a different guy like versus like if I'm I've never met you before but like if I can kind of relate then you'll kind of see one side of me but like if not I'm very quiet I'm a very shy person. I I was just gonna say I get you, but you seem very outgoing right now. So I'm I don't I don't see any shyness with you. <laughs> I will say that I have a big personality, even with people I don't know. I'm just like hello, always. I do feel like I'm kind of always at a very high level of energy. Yeah, yeah. However, of course I agree. When you're with people that you um, know very well and are yeah. your comfort zone, of course I feel like we're gonna act a little different, right? Like I'm gonna act even more obnoxious than I already am. So. <laughs> <laughs> like this is kind of me like no matter where I am at work at school anywhere but um but I yeah definitely I'm more wild and making obnoxious yeah I'm wild <laughs> that's not a bad I don't drink here we go when I say wild I don't even drink I just have like a personality that's like hello what's up yeah, yeah, fun fact. So wild is not like party girl. I'm Let's just bubbly. Uh, bubbly is probably a better yeah, word. There we go. My aunt, just fun fact. My aunt, her, <laughs> she ever else on this to her this podcast when it comes out. Her like best friend once we were talking. Long story short, he was saying something like, "Whitney, if I could describe you in one word, it would be effervescence." Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what?" A, basically bubbly, right? Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh, thank you so much." <laughs> But yeah, I can't help it. I have to tone it down. I just have so much energy. I think it's genetic. <laughs> I feel like with us too, because our patients, like we're, our hands are in their mouth. They can't say anything. So we kind of make up for it. Like Someone's we make gotta like, talk. Yeah. talking like too yes. much sometimes, but I'll, I'll, yeah, yes. I'll part of it. That's good. That Hopefully it's good. Yeah. I always ask my patients beforehand too. I'm like, if you want me to talk, let me know. If you don't want me to talk, that's cool too. Just like let me know because I can do either very easily. <laughs> No, I, I like that part of dentistry. Like even as a patient yeah. myself, I enjoy like talking to like my my own hygienist or my dentist. I feel like it's a big part of like why I like to go to that practice specifically. And then I try to hope, hopefully convey that with my own patients. And so it all depends on the patient too, obviously. Some people are not Me as comfortable too. and you can read if a they room don't want to early. Yes, yeah. 100%. And I love it both ways as the patient and as the clinician. I look forward like every six months to see, you know, so I love seeing my patients and hearing how they're doing. And it's a great, it's a really, yeah. I'm glad we're both on the same page. <laughs> okay, so what's the next one? Yeah. Okay, so I think I did three, so I have two more. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not going order in order, sorry, but it's okay. 
that's life. There's no uh, <laughs> life is all over. The only the rule place. on this show is I try to keep it to around thirty to thirty-five minutes. But other than that, there's no other rules. Like, and that's just for the the timing of like whatever. Try to keep them all consistent. Because if I could go, I think of one episode I did like where I, I had no rules. I think it went to fifty, fifty-five, and I'm like, sure, it's like it's twenty-five. So easy to just keep talking. I've done two episodes in this time, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could listen to my guests exactly. talk forever, basically. So I say, when I could talk forever and listen. Okay. So, okay, what's my next one? I would say, so this one kind of interesting, back to going to the dentist as a kid, an experience that shaped what I'm currently involved in and currently doing is me, like so many other people, um, I was really good, this is way when I was a kid, way long ago, I was really good about brushing, flossing, doing all that stuff right after my cleaning appointment. And then like one day, you know, a couple of weeks, real good. And then one day I'd fall off. Yeah, and I'd be like, uh oh, and then it's like the appointment's back six months. When's the last time you floss? Uh, like two weeks after my last cleaning. Yeah, so I used to be really bad about routine, and I just feel like that's where a uh, interactive platform that I'm involved in now kind of came in, and it just felt like it aligned. And I'm so passionate about this program. It's called Better Mouth, and it's an interactive platform that basically turns like dental care, um, the chore of dental care, it turns it into less of a chore and more of an act of self-care, right? Really empowering and motivating. So many people have, you know, real difficult time keeping up with the daily habits of brushing and flossing. It sounds so simple, but it's not that simple for everyone. And um, that's where I kind of really was like, better mouth, this sounds like something I need to be involved in. But yeah, it's bettermouth.com and I love it. And it's really me being the patient shaped me being involved in that. And that's a big part of my life right now. Everybody needs to check that out as soon as we're done. If you're done listening to this, check it out. But uh, yeah. I think one thing you yeah. said there that like I'm like my one takeaway is also like we just assume that okay, brushing and flossing like that's just part of who we are because that's our profession. But then like yeah. going to dental school and like what, like learning that that's just not something that everybody knows about. Like it's right. not second like nature like it is to us. And all they need right. is a little motivation or just maybe a little bit of advice or maybe just like just encouragement. Like, you know, yeah. let's start off small because I, I, one thing I've learned as well is you can't go from one extreme to the other. You're just going to scare off the patient. They're not going to yeah. take all in that one. And they're just not going to follow through with it. It's like any yeah. kind of advice or whatever. Yeah. Like it's same like going to the gym. I would never tell somebody who's never been to the gym before. You need to go four or three to four times a week. Like that's not yeah. realistic. You can't go right. from it's the same thing without oral hygiene. It might sound so simple. Like some people don't even know they have to brush twice a day. Some people think, okay, well. Right. Brush at the end of the day what's the point like what's the point of brushing in the morning like I didn't yeah. eat anything it's all yes. but as soon as you tell them that then they're like oh I didn't know that okay so I'll brush right. it's not a big deal that's two minutes of my time then you explain Education. why you floss I feel like one thing people kind of glance over, or sorry, gloss over is the importance of why we floss like some people mm-hmm. just food or whatever in between my teeth like I don't really feel any that there's stuff I think I got it with brushing but that's not like you know what about the cavities and like plaque can form and we're missing those areas or even like uh-huh. stuff like mouthwash or for example like it's not like necessary but even for right. me I'm always like make sure you try not to use an alcohol mouthwash yeah. alcohol free or whatever it is tongue scraper yeah. is a big thing now like even yes <laughs> some people can't afford a tongue scraper or whatever yeah. it is you can use the back yeah. of your- there's always an yeah a metal spoon from your kitchen to explain it to them in like a way that's not overwhelming patients are very good listeners they're they're Mm -hmm. paying also for your time too and they feel important like you're not important but they feel like listen to and also if you're taking the time to explain this stuff they're like oh well okay then they'll tell the other friends like it's funny how i would learn something and then i would tell like my friends or my family then they would relay that ma- like message yeah. on to other people i think the most basic example is just spitting out toothpaste after you're done brushing 
something so basic that mm-hmm. hardly any I don't even think I knew that and I'm surprised mm-hmm. didn't know that but before school mm-hmm. and it's like something mm-hmm. that is so integral to like obviously oral hygiene and it makes mm-hmm. the biggest difference and it just if I think the one thing we all need to do is like is just take the time explain things the patient will take that away and they will improve on everything and make all for the better so yeah I agree couldn't agree more yeah. education is key yeah exactly mm-hmm. um, so anyway I think we have one time for, sorry time for one last moment so, yeah 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 we got enough time. Yeah, yeah okay okay so my last one my big thing that shaped me who for who I am now is I was very involved in activities, so many activities as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think, and I wanted to do it all. Like it's great. Like I was in bowling. I bowled every Saturday. Wow. I was in dance. I, you know, I had dance practice rehearsal. I played the drums. I had drum lessons. Plus I was in band. And then like all the little things in school, like, you know, when student council came to be, I was an altar server. I went to a Catholic school. I was just like involved in everything. And I remember some of my friends would be like, wow, like, cause I was always like going, my mom was always dropping me off at something. I just loved being in like as much as I could. Long story short, uh, my favorite phrase, I can't stop saying it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it really prepared me for how busy I am now. Right. I mean, I work clinically, um, chair side in the op, cleaning teeth. I am, I'm in grad school right now. I'm getting my master's degree. Of course I do all the teeth talk, YouTube, social media. I have a website, teethtalker.com that has all my videos in article form. Um, happy teeth is another thing. Um, it's another, uh, brand that I work on and it's purses and bags and for dental or healthcare professionals. And for every item purchased, we donate a dental health kit to someone in need. On and on and on. I love everything I do, but as I was young, I started young, like going like wild with all the activities, even in high school, I was in band and theater, you know, then when drama clubs started getting big and, you know, and plus I worked. I don't know why what am I saying I'm just like getting tired as I say all this stuff I think my point is thank you I will take that I think what I would say is a lot of people ask me how I do it all and here's my answer it's you can't you can't there's always a part of me that is not doing well (laughs) like it might look like oh my gosh but like there's always a sacrifice like you know like oh this week I didn't get to see my friends like at all like you know what I mean next week hopefully I do and you know there's always you're never going to be perfect every week. Like, you know, like we all know this, but like people tend to think social media, it's such a, we all know an illusion. You only post the good stuff, of course. So just because I'm really busy, I slowly added things throughout my whole life. I could never like right now I think about, I would two years ago when I was doing full-time teeth talk in clinic, like working chair side and doing social media, I could have never been in grad school. Right. But like, I've done a few years of the balancing clinic with all the social media stuff. And then I started figuring out ways to be able to do grad school. Right. And then I was like, you know what? I could do this now. So like you just, everything takes time. You just have to like slowly, you can't just like sign up for all the activities once. I think my point is to always just like, if you want to do a lot of things, you have to slowly, gradually, just like we were talking about with prevention, you're not going to start going to the gym at six times a day, six days a week. (laughs) Like you're going to slowly, once you start loving it, maybe, you know, maybe one day you will be at the gym six times a day. That's a great life. I don't know why it's the six times, but my point is you, you can get to that, but don't ever try to get somewhere that you're not ready for because I tried that I fun fact one more thing I started grad school right when I graduated dental hygiene school I thought you know what I'm gonna get my master's right now I'm ready and I couldn't I literally I went to one day a class and I was like nope <laughs> and I kind of lost a lot of money because I already you know what I mean I withdraw you know how that goes I whatever long story short 
here I am back in grad school. I'm about to graduate in a couple of months. I'm so happy. I did it when the time is right. You can't force anything. And that's what I, that's what I learned. That's uh no, you're, you're totally right. I think, yeah, like don't bite it off more than you can chew. Know your yeah. limits, all those like it, it, no, for real, like for sure. You yeah. can't because you're just not going to sustain anything. It, for, it's no. even similar with just goal setting. Like even with mm-hmm. patients, when we goal set, set something realistic because if you set something so far-fetched, they don't mm-hmm. achieve it. There's just so like, I don't know like what the right word is, but they're just like, so I don't, I can't do this. And they give yeah. up. And it, like, I think another mm-hmm. thing is also work-life balance. Like, yeah, you were like, I'm so busy. And even like, like scheduling and stuff, like, even yeah. like everybody's so busy and like i know also very busy and like the fact that you could take time like to do this it's it just shows like how about like you're good at you you are at balancing your life as well because if something you could be the most busy person like because even some of my friends they're like residents right now for like medicine and like they're working like but somehow some way they manage to like make a little bit of time so i'm like okay you could be the busiest person so i don't always i'm too busy for this can i like maybe schedule a year i'm like okay like I, I respect all that and everything but yeah if something's important to you or even yeah not important there's always time yeah you never know like I will say there are days like I'm a pretty busy person but like I do I will say I have a lot of sacrifices like you know figuring things out like just because I chose to do grad school right now you know and I'm sure people with kids and people, you know big things in your life that like you can't you know like I can't be flexible with school but I could be flexible with my work you know what I mean so it's like you still like work around so many different hoops and yeah. but yeah long story short we make it work if we want make to and if we can't right now maybe in the future we will and yeah I like to just yeah we'll figure it out <laughs> That's perfect. That's a great way to end the show. Um, thank you so much for joining the show, Whitney. I had such a great time talking with you. You can find Whitney on Instagram at Teeth Talk Girl, and you can find me on Instagram at Dr. Dell. Check out previous episodes of the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time. <laughs>